This is Photo BizX, episode number 367. And if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, a YouTube channel, or a project to build your photography business, then I know you're going to get something from today's interview with Katie and Simon Hawkins, who are looking at starting not one, but two podcasts for Katie's business. That interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Something different for today's episode, that is for sure. And it's one episode where you're going to hear more from me than you usually do, because when Katie and Simon got in contact with me to ask about starting a podcast for Katie's business, well, not one, but two podcasts, which I thought was very enthusiastic, I said and suggested, how about we record this chat so other listeners can potentially use it if they have the idea of starting a podcast, a YouTube channel, or doing a a project For their businesses. So that's how today's interview came about. And I know it is very specific and it may not apply to you and where you are with your business right now. You might have no intention of ever starting a project or a podcast specifically or even a YouTube channel. And if that's the case, that's totally fine. I'm going to share a few quick announcements at the start of today's episode before we get into the interview with Katie and Simon. But know that this interview is here for you if you ever decide to go down the road and start your own podcast, which, by the way, I feel is a great way to grow your photography business, particularly if you're thinking about doing an interview-based podcast like Katie is. And we'll get more into that in the interview in just a minute. Usually at the start of the shows, I share a little of my week and what's been happening in my world. And I try and keep it pretty much business or photography related, but I've got to share with you a a proud dad moment. And I don't think I've ever shared something like this on the podcast before, but last week, Linda's cousin, who's the same age as us, she passed away. Uh, We don't exactly know why yet. Um, We we think it was a heart attack, but we get to get some, some proper answers. And her funeral is going to be later this week. And being as expensive as they are to organize, we knew that Tracy's family was, was going to struggle uh, to, to come up with the money that they need to to pay for the funeral and, and Tracy's Linda's cousin who passed away. So we, um, we offered to, to send some money over, which was kindly accepted. Uh, we, we obviously can't be there. We were actually meant to be there, well, in, in Europe anyway at the moment, but because of COVID-19, we, we haven't been able to go. We certainly can't go for the funeral. In, in fact, only... I think 10 people can be at the funeral. So, yeah, we sent, we sent some money to help with those expenses. And my two boys, Matthew and Jordan, they, they know what's going on. I mean, they're obviously they're part of the family. They're, they've seen Linda so unhappy and sad over the last week. And uh, they've been hearing about what's going on, the funeral, the, the cost of things. And I just learned from Linda that one of my boys deposited $400 into Linda's auntie's account, just without being asked. Uh, it just, yeah, I was blown away. I was touched. It was a real, a real proud dad moment. I mean, he's a uni student. He works part-time. 
And, you know, we said, well, you know, what are you doing? That's, that's a lot of money, $400. You know, we, we would have been happy to, to cover that or give you a little bit, give a little bit more ourselves. He said, no, Auntie Marina, she's always been lovely to me. She always sends me uh, gifts or cards or a little bit of money for my birthdays. And uh, if, if I can help a little bit, I'm, I'm more than happy to do so. I know that she needs the money more than me. So, yeah, look, I know that's not photography related. It's not business related. But I think at the end of the day, we, you know, the, the reason that we all do what we do in regards to, to building a business and working for ourselves is for our families, to, to provide a great life for our families, for us to be there for, for each other and to ultimately have a chance to raise our children the way that uh, we would like to see them raised to become the kind of adults that, you know, that we'd be proud of. So I don't know if you've ever experienced a, a proud dad moment or a proud mum moment like uh, we just have this week. So if you have, share away. Let, let me know in the comments or if you're a premium member, let's talk about it inside the members Facebook group. Again, it's not something that I normally share on the podcast, but I, I, was, I was blown away. I was touched and um, it makes me feel like we've done a good job, you know, in raising, raising our boys. And as sad as it was to lose Linda's cousin, Tracy, it, uh, it's been a little bit of light, a shining light when I think about the... The two boys that we've raised to, to go out into the world and, and be good people. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. On the topic of sharing personal stories, personal things, opening ourselves up to, to the world, yeah, sharing parts of our life that we normally wouldn't, those kinds of things can bring you closer to, to the people that you know and I'm not saying you need to share your deepest secrets and feelings unless you're inclined to do so. But when you share more about your life, it's a great way to connect with other people. And that brings me on to my, my first announcement for the start of the episode that I wanted to share with you. And that's that the daily vlog challenge is kicking off again next Monday. So we're just, we're just completing the last challenge. The next one is kicking off on Monday. If you would like to get more comfortable being yourself on video, being able to open up and share, not necessarily personal things like I just talked about, but the kind of things that will help your prospective clients see you as the go-to photography expert in your local area. If you want to get more comfortable sharing tips and ideas to better connect with your ideal clients, the daily vlog challenge is perfect for you, especially if you if you just cringe at the idea of getting on video and recording yourself, that's exactly what I can help you with. So if you are interested in learning more and utilizing video in your photography business, head over to dailyvlogchallenge.com. Early bird registrations are open right now. You can get in for the next three-week challenge, which kicks off on Monday, Monday the 29th of June, dailyvlogchallenge.com. And the extension after you've been through the daily vlog challenge, or if you are already comfortable being yourself on video, the next big step would be to take a look at the Evergreen Facebook Ads Funnels course, where you can use those videos to create Facebook ads, retargeting campaigns, and stay in front of your ideal clients after they've shown some interest in you by visiting your website, by watching some of your videos, by downloading your price list, by subscribing to your email list. Once someone has shown that they are interested in what you do, you can tag them or you do tag them via the Facebook pixel and you go on to stay in front of them for the next 30 odd days 
with additional ads, whether that's videos, copy ads, testimonials, more advice and tips, special offers, you stay in front of your target ideal client for the next 30 odd days where you build up likability and trust so that when they are ready to book or make an inquiry with a photographer, it's you that comes first to mind because you've been following them around Facebook and Instagram for the last 30 days. If you want to learn how to do that successfully, come and join us in the Evergreen Facebook Ads Funnels course. I've got links to that in the show notes for today's episode, or you can go to photobizx.com forward slash funnel to learn more. And the course has been totally re-recorded, redone, rebuilt from the ground up in bite-sized video chunks. Super easy to follow for what is a very full-on course. And now, a macro look at the last episode. Alrighty, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Sean LeBlanc, we talked all about upselling album pages after photographing a wedding. Sean talked about how he has an average of $2,800 following every single wedding that he photographs, which is just incredible. We went into detail on exactly how he does that. And we also talked about the fact he has a webinar coming up this week. So if you want to learn exactly how to upsell album pages after a wedding and you're not having any success doing that already, we'd like to get to the kind of numbers that Sean is getting make sure you get back and check out last week's interview with Sean LeBlanc. You'll hear that he starts the process from the very first interaction he has with his clients. From that first meeting, that first phone call, he's talking about albums right up until what he calls the premiere, where he shows the album for the very first time. It's all about his language, his process, and the way he frames that wedding album. It makes it a no-brainer for the client to spend that extra money to take the album as it's been designed. Again, he covers so much more in last week's episode. So if selling album sides or making more profit after every wedding appeals to you, go and check out that interview with Sean and his webinar coming up this week. Photo Biz Exposed. Interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast, and that means you're going to hear the first half of this interview with Katie and Simon, but I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you've ever thought about starting a podcast and you want to get (laughs) the full rundown on everything you need to make it a success, you can hear the full interview if you sign up for a 30-day $1 premium membership which is a trial membership, so you can check things out. With that trial, with that $1 trial, you can get full access to the interview today with Katie and Simon. You can access the full back catalog. I'll also send you an invite to join the Premium Members Facebook group so you can check out how good our group is. It really is amazing, particularly if you have any business-related questions because we have the most helpful photographers from around the world that are all working together to see each other succeed in business. So photobizx.com forward slash try if you want to check all that out. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from PhotoBizX. I've got Simon and Katie Hawkins with me today. And the reason is Katie is thinking about starting not one, but two podcasts, which is crazy, but that's what she's thinking at the moment. 
And I'm going to answer her questions as best I can in the hope that it's going to help Katie and also help you if you decide to go down the same route with a podcast idea of your own. By way of introduction, Simon is a documentary wedding photographer based in Kent in the UK. Katie is a makeup artist, I believe, mainly for brides and bridesmaids getting married. She may work in other fields as well. We'll get a bit of an intro from her in just a second. Simon's been listening to the podcast for a long time. He's been growing his business and he's got all sorts of things on the go. Fantastic photographer. Uh, we've spoken quite a lot in the past, met in person as well. And yeah, hopefully we can help these guys out. I don't know if Simon's going to play a role in the podcasting as well, or if he's here for technical support. Again, we'll get a bit of an idea as we go on. Do so you guys want to introduce yourselves and just fill in any gaps that I've missed? Do you want to start, Simon? Oh, that's all right. making me start. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast, Andrew, for yeah a long time now. How long have you been running? Five years, maybe? Six years. Yeah, I think I've been listening pretty much for most of that time, really. And uh, yeah, I just love it. And, you know, we're friends from the other side of the world now, aren't we? And yeah, so, you know, you know, I can always kind of message you and get advice about anything, which is great. And Katie's kind of come up with these ideas that she'd like to start a podcast on on a couple of different fronts. So I just thought you were the man to, uh, the man to ask, really. Awesome. And are you going to play a role in the podcasting as well? I'm not so sure, to be honest. He, he hopes not, but I'm sure I'll drag him into it somehow. <laughs> I have to do something for me. Absolutely. I'll find him a job somehow. <laughs> nice. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about your business and what you're thinking about or in regards to podcasting. Okay, so I offer uh, bridal hair and makeup. So, as you said, ladies getting married, I help get them ready. Um, I do their hair, I do their makeup for them and their bridal parties. But slightly diversifying from that, I, I don't literally want to start a podcast about that because my work is very visual on what they see on my Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm sure that there would be some angle there, perhaps. But what I'd really like to do is have a podcast for other wedding businesses. So small businesses that are getting into the wedding industry just to kind of inspire them. So kind of interview style to give advice and inspiration to others that are perhaps thinking of starting or have started and just builds a little bit of a community really. Secondly, the other thing that I wanted to offer was a mentor for small Kent businesses. And so for their project and for them to be able to get their name out a little bit more in the area, just to kind of add another string to their bow, I made the suggestion that maybe they need to look at having a podcast and volunteered myself that, oh, I'll do it. How hard can it be? So um, so Simon said, right, well, if you're going to do that, you need to speak to Andrew. So, yeah, here we are. Awesome. Awesome. So I think what we'll do is focus on one podcast and then sort of talk about the other one if we need to. But the main podcast, is it going to be interview-based or is it more you giving advice, you talking? Interview-based, I think, because as much as I do love to talk, like typical hairdresser, I think that it would be good to get other angles, other people's perspective and, you know, other people's advice, really, and just their story. I just want to tell the story and because that's what's going to get people in. That's what's going to inspire people. Oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Oh, this is how they did it. Maybe I'll try like that. So, yeah, I think mainly interview-based and definitely kind of as many people as possible involved to make it as interesting as possible for as many people. Okay, when you say lots of people involved, you still mean one-on-one interviews, but regular interviews. Yeah, like on maybe like a weekly basis, but a different 
topic each week, a different person each week, especially with things like in terms of the wedding industry, there's an endless supply of people happy to talk about it, sourcing people, you know, it's not a problem. And in terms of the small business side of things with the foundation that I volunteer for, they have kind of a certain amount of mentors that can provide advice. They have a certain amount of mentees that can tell their story, that are people that are using the service and getting something out of it. And they can tell their startup story, what they're doing, how they're doing it. So there's a couple of different angles on that one, which would be interesting in itself. Okay, awesome. Great. Sounds good. The interviews, are they going to be in person or online? I hope that they'll just all be able to be done online, really, because that would just be, I see that as the easier option. It is a local thing. So to do it in person would be quite realistic. You know, I could go to them. They could come to me. It's not very far. You know, we could do that. But from the time restrictions and the added kind of effort that that would take in terms of time and doing stuff, ideally, if it could be done online, then that would just be a lot easier and a lot more effective time-wise, I think. Sure. I think. And, and the reason I ask is it's going to just change possibly the, well, the equipment and the setup that you're going to have to use. And is Simon, are you going to be shooting any, is it video interviews as well? Or are you shooting stills or anything like that? I think, well, I suppose I was thinking this morning, like, it would be nice if you could do now and again, you could kind of do some in-person interviews, I suppose. And like Kathy said, I suppose she's going to start with a lot of local businesses really, but I suppose as it grows, it'd be nice to kind of do something different now and again. Sorry. Um, it'd be a bit so, yeah, more so, of an event. If you yeah. could see people, it'd yeah, be a bit more of an event, yeah, wouldn't it? Because then you'd get more content out of it by yeah. physically having but them so, in front of you. Well, and I suppose if you're shooting video, then, you know, it's something you could drop on YouTube, isn't it, as well? So, you know, for, for, for people to look at afterwards as well. So lots of different angles. I suppose. So I think we don't, like, we're kind of starting out. We don't really quite know the best angle. But, yeah, certainly, yeah, video I think would be a good shout. To be honest, I don't do video at all ever i know there's a button on my camera for it but, uh, you know how hard could it be but i'm the same I, I don't know. it's like it's just it's never interesting me but i'm just like stills man like completely you know i just don't, there's no videos really of, of me really is it like, even from my no. phones you know it's just not something like, i'm not really comfortable with it i'm not really into it I just, I just like still photos but i think from a point of view of growing it and having different angles and doing different things and so yeah certainly i think you would probably need to move down that way. Obviously, you're doing it with your podcast, talking about video all the time and making sure that, you know, posting all the time just to increase your reach, really, isn't it? And, yeah, different routes to market, I suppose. Okay, but at this stage, it's not a priority for the podcast that Katie's talking about. No, I think so, no. Okay. And I guess that before we get again into the technical side of things, Katie, and getting you going, have you thought about what you actually are looking to get out of this? Because one of the biggest things with a podcast is, yeah, they're pretty simple to get started and they're always fun in the beginning, but they do end up being a fair bit of work. You know, even just scheduling, recording, editing, even if you outsource some of that, it's still a fair bit of work. So to me, you either have to have something in mind that you want to get out of the podcast or, you know, whether that's an income or it's SEO benefits or it's getting known in the community, uh, it's attracting more clients to your business, more mentor clients if you do offer mentoring. So have you thought about what you want to get out of the podcast? Yeah, so I think that with the uh, one that's for the foundation, like the mentor business, that is more to help them. And that's almost like I would like to be the person that does it 
on their behalf to be the person known as, oh, Katie's the girl that does those for the Kemp Foundation. So I guess that that is to kind of boost my credibility as a mentor for them and to make myself more accessible to people and providing help for the people in the organisation, kind of under the safety net of the organisation. Because that's not really, although it'll be me doing it, it's about them. And so I almost find that easier to cope with because I'm providing them a service almost. So are they paying you? No, no, no. I'm a volunteer. So I'm a volunteer. So it's just, I mean, ultimately one day, maybe it would turn into some kind of role within them, you know, their setup. But for now, it would be to kind of add value and to kind of lead the mentors, really. So it would just be a kind of credibility thing, you know, in the community, people would know who I was and know about the Kent Foundation. Um, With the wedding industry one, really, I guess with that, it's kind of the same, like to be known as, oh, that's the girl that does the podcast. She's the hair and makeup artist. You know, it would be that. And then also, if it got to a point where it could build enough of a community, then it would perhaps turn into something more like a subscription and networking, you know, something more like that. I think to start with, it's definitely just about people knowing who I am and just providing some kind of help and interesting advice for people that I'm familiar with because I'm in that situation or I've been in that situation. So it's just, yeah, it's just kind of a helping... I think I think it's about having... I think we've been talking, haven't we? You know, am I going to be a photographer when I'm 60 years old? Is Katie going mm. to be a hair and makeup artist when she's 60 years old? You know, like what's kind of a bit of a longer-term vision, really? And, and Katie's very personable. She has a really good backstory. You know, she set her business up from nothing. Really, you know, a lot in... For her, a lot of hairstylists and makeup artists aren't doing their jobs full time. So I think Katie probably is, you know, one of very few, probably in the country, that has grown this business from nothing over over the last six or seven years. So she's got an income that's good enough, you know, aside of any other income coming into the house that she can, you know, live on and, and grow really. So I think she's got, yeah, a lot to give back, which is why the mentor thing that Katie does you know it's not a case of you can just turn up and just be a mentor like you know you have to be selected and asked to be a mentor like it's a charity based thing right yeah Yeah, it's it's a real privilege to have been asked and and to want to do that so yeah it's a charity and basically their kind of ethos is to help small businesses under the age of 30 in the local area kind of get started and I just like to help people like I just like to solve stuff and I'm a bit of a problem solver and I like to think oh I can do that how can I do that let me sort it out you know I'm much more like that than I am or not sure about this like I'll just figure it out and I just thought with the podcast I listen to podcasts I enjoy them I don't really learn by reading something as much as I like to read I'd much rather listen or watch somebody do something to learn so for me being able to talk to somebody on a podcast for an hour about something that actually I'm really interested in and that I can relate to and I can ask questions about doesn't really seem like a chore at the moment. I'm sure <laughs> asking me in time uh, when I'm having to do, you know, I'll be like, oh God, I can't believe I started this. But like for now, it's definitely just something I think, yeah, you know, I'd enjoy that more than anything. So I don't mind giving up my time for something that I'm going to 
actually enjoy and get something out of. Love it. I love the fact that it sounds like your audience is going to be other business owners, other local business owners rather than brides and bridesmaids coming through, which makes a lot more sense to me as far as you growing your business because there's more potential to build a community because a bride gets married, they move on and they stop listening. And the other thing is you probably have more of a chance to monetize the podcast down the road, you know, whether that's through affiliate marketing. And we can talk about that if you're not sure what that is, you know, recommending other products, interviewing other service providers that might be able to help uh, your people running ads on your podcast. So there are different options that you'll have to monetize once you build an audience and get going. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. I think you're biting off a lot by deciding to go with two to start with. I would suggest starting with one, at least getting, say, three or four or five episodes done and then jumping into the next one. But anyway, it's up to you. So you sent me a list of questions. Do you know what they are? Do you remember those or do you have them in front of you? Off the top of my head, I can pretty much remember. I've just put it up on the phone. I think the questions were pretty kind of basic. It's like anything. Like when you're starting, you think, oh, my gosh, this is a big, scary thing. So I was just kind of like trying to dissect it really. You know, it's not that scary. Technically, I could plug in a microphone to my phone and record a podcast. Absolutely, yes. I'm sure it it wouldn't be to the standard or quality or whatever. But, you know, so it's just finding that way to do it. And I guess really it's just having somebody there to say, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, okay, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's the right way. Because otherwise you get in your own head, don't you? And you think, oh, it must be harder. Oh, I've got to do all this research first. I've got to read this. I've got to do this to kind of qualify yourself when actually you just need to have a go yeah, and then you'll figure out what you do know and what you don't know, won't you? Exactly. True. Well, how about I start with a really basic setup that I would recommend to get you going and then you can ask questions and we'll sort of build as we go to get more technical and more advanced as you go, which is probably what will happen anyway with your podcast. So if you're going to be recording online, the simplest thing to do is either use Skype or use Zoom. Now, I started with Skype. I've changed over to Zoom now. Zoom is what I would recommend. And the reason is it's very simple to set up. You don't need any other additional software to record on two separate channels. You can also record video and audio or audio only, depending if you just want to do audio. And when I talk about two channels, what it means is your voice is on one channel, one audio channel, so the left, and your guest is on the right channel. And it means that it's very easy to edit because you have two separate people speaking on two separate lines, if you like. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yeah. Right, so because what happens is when you start doing interviews, they're a little bit different to having a one-on-one conversation with someone. So normally if we were having a coffee together and we're chatting, you would be telling me something and I'd be going, "Mm mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. So those sort of things get really annoying to the listener. And what happens is when you start recording podcasts, when you start out interviewing, you tend to do that a lot. So if you have your voice on one channel and the guests on the other, you can take out all those, mm-hmm, uh-huh, all those little noises that get annoying to the listener. You can just chop them out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. I'll sit there with you, go on, do it, do it. I was like, I thought, no, don't do it, he's in his, he's in his phone now. <laughs> It's really difficult in the beginning, but these are the things that when you do your own editing, you learn very quickly. And other things like when you're doing your intro, your outro, you learn to be quiet instead of saying um and ah, because it's a lot easier to cut out some empty audio than look for the ums and ahs and having to listen all the way back. So what you're trying to do is make your editing in post-production a lot more simple by having two separate tracks and getting better at your interview skills. So you can literally start with Zoom. 
And you're going to need a microphone to start with. I've got a couple here in front of me. So this is an Audio-Technica ATR2100. This is the microphone that I would recommend any new podcast to start with. Now, if you can't get the ATR2100, there's a new version called the ATR2100X, which is available. The only difference is the X has a USB-C connection instead of a standard USB connection. So depending on how modern your Mac or your PC is. Now, the beauty of this microphone is it takes an XLR fitting. Now, an XLR fitting, let me show you, is one of these cables. Can you see? Yeah. Yeah. With all the, like the big fancy audio cables. But it also takes just simple USB, really, really simple. So you can plug this into your computer. It comes with a really simple tripod and you can sit this on your desk and record a podcast. Like it really is that simple. And the, the beauty of this microphone is it's what's called a condenser microphone. So what happens is if I'm talking into the microphone, it's only picking up my sound. So if there's a garbage truck on the street or there's someone doing some whippersnippering or lawnmowing, it doesn't tend to pick up that sound so much. So you don't need to have a soundproof room to get really good audio with a microphone like this. Okay. So the one I'm recording on now is a more expensive version of a condenser mic, but I can honestly say I got sucked in a little bit by all the toys when you start a podcast, like a photographer, Simon Smiling, he knows what that's like as a photographer. <laughs> So you probably wouldn't notice the difference in sound between this microphone that I'm talking on and this Audio-Technica. And this is around $100, so probably 50, 60 pound, I'm guessing, from Amazon or wherever you get your audio stuff from. So this is the best one to start with. If you were doing an interview in person, could you still use that microphone? Or Right, so good question. So just quickly, if you're looking for microphones, a lot of people starting a podcast look at things like the Blue Yeti. When I looked at the Yeti, that's what I had said, read about, yeah. Okay. Did I say this is a dynamic microphone or a condenser? Condenser. Sorry, my mistake. This is a dynamic microphone. This is a dynamic microphone. So this is the one that's only sensitive at the front. So if I start talking from over here, I should be a lot quieter. Have I gone quieter now, even though I'm talking at the same volume? Yeah, a bit. A bit. A little bit. Okay, but it should be a lot clearer, a lot crisper when I'm in front of the... Yeah. The microphone. If I turn, let me see if I can test this. So how's that now? Can you hear me now? Pretty well, to be fair. Oh, really? Pretty good? <laughs> yeah. okay. Not a great experiment. <laughs> really working, wow. Cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I am really surprised that you guys can still hear. Now, I'm guessing because I'm pretty close to the monitor and the wall, I'm getting some bounce. Surely the sound's better here. It's got to be. I can hear it in my headphones. It is better. It is better. <laughs> Okay, so the other microphones like the Blue Yeti is a condenser microphone that will literally pick up every single sound. So if someone's cooking in the kitchen, there's something going on in the street, you will hear every single sound. So you don't really want to start with one of those microphones. In answer to Simon's question, if you're recording interviews in person, then you would actually have ideally two of these, okay? And you would be recording into what's called a digital audio recorder, so this is a Zoom H5. I think this one's a H5. There's a new model out now, which is a H6. But you can even pick these up secondhand. There's a, like a Zoom H4 was, the, H4 was the one before this. And you'll see on the bottom of this, it's got two XLR inputs. Oh, yeah. So I'd have a separate microphone plugged into each one. And we would sit opposite each other. And then we'd be recording onto two separate tracks. Okay. Again, we want to as much as we can record onto two separate tracks. Now, 
If you don't have the budget to go that way, you can start with one microphone. You can pass it between each person, okay? That's the other option. And, you know, honestly, you could start with an iPhone and record that way too, but the audio won't be as good. Yeah. So the better quality your audio, the more likely it is people are going to enjoy listening and stick around. Okay. okay. Any questions so far apart from my comments on my crap demo? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're good. Carry on. So if you're in the studio, like where you are now, um, using uh, Zoom to record your own microphone, and then for your guests, what I normally recommend is they use the microphone that comes with their earbuds and their phone. So if they've got an iPhone, you know how you can plug that in. It's got earbuds and the microphone. That's fine. And what will happen is when you're listening to them, if you can hear lots of scratching noises, it's usually just their microphone rubbing on their blouse or their shirt, their clothing. So you just have to tell them to hold that off. Okay, but that's going to be fine for them. Ideally, you want to have both have great audio, but you can't always control the audio that they're going to be able to provide you. So you want to get that as good as you possibly can. Most people have a microphone that comes with their phone. What you don't want to do is have them just talking into their computer because then you get feedback. So your voice will be coming out through their speakers and then going back into their computer. So ideally, they have something plugged in and they're using a microphone as well. Or at least, at the very least, they have earbuds so that your sound isn't coming out of their speakers and going back into their microphone. Otherwise, you get this feedback loop, which destroys the audio. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So to start with, it's the one microphone, it's Zoom, and you can use the Zoom settings to record on two separate tracks. You record, make sure you're recording. (laughs) That's one of the biggest mistakes you don't want to make is not hit the record button. And away you go. And then what happens is once you've finished recording, you need to bring that audio, those audio files into some software. So you need something to edit the audio and output it as an MP3 file. Now, there's lots of different ones out there. The one I recommend the most is called Hindenburg. It's very simple software to use. It's not expensive. It's designed for field reporters out in the field so they can upload their audio quickly and get it out. So... There's lots more fancy software like Adobe Audition, for example, which costs a lot of money. It takes a lot longer to learn. That's why I recommend Hindenburg. There's also free software that you can get hold of online. I'll think of the name of one in just a second. But for me, the small price of Hindenburg makes it so worthwhile. Super easy to edit. I can send you some instructions on how to do that to get started. Very, very simple to use. And it makes you and the guests sound great. Is that like a monthly subscription, Andrew, or is it like a one-off cost? No, just a one-off, one-off payment. Let me just see if I can share my screen here and I can show you this stuff actually in action. Can you see my desktop now? Yes, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, can you see the audio recording now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you can see so this track up here, this is Hindenburg. So this is me talking now and you can see that you guys aren't making any noise at the moment, so there's nothing recording on your track. And you can see I've done a lot of the talking here. So usually when I record an interview, there's very little of me talking and it's most of the guests talking. But today we're a bit reversed. So if you ask me a question, Katie, anything you like, you'll see that the audio file will start recording here on your track. Um, I like your headphones. (laughs) So you're as bad as a photographer. So you're attracted to the gear. (laughs) I am. I am. I'm like, oh, what can I buy? What do I need? Does that come in big? Yeah, so you can see here, so this is Hindenburg in operation now. I'm recording on two separate channels. This is me. This is you. 
these are little comments that you've made along the way. So whether they're ums and ahs or you're, you know, mm-hmm, uh-huh, I can cut those out very easily. Did you, so you're recording on that at the same time as you're recording on Zoom as well, though? Yeah, so this is like having two SD cards in your camera. So I'm recording in two different places at once all the time. You don't have to do that to start. I've never lost an interview due to software failure, touch wood, but I always like to have a backup. Yeah, so. It would be good practice to do it in two places, wouldn't it? Because you can always mm-hmm. delete it once you've then put it out, can't you? You don't need to keep yeah. it in two places afterwards. No. Just always get rid of one or whatever. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, so what I would do is once I finish, we stop this and then I just change some settings in here and I export it as an MP3 file and then it's ready to upload to iTunes, to the website, once I do a couple of the little things which we can touch on. Okay. Okay, so you've recorded your audio, you've done your interview, you've imported into Hindenburg, and you've exported it as an MP3 file. What you need to do now is get it online. So before you put it up into iTunes, well, actually, even at the editing stage, what you'll probably want are some jingles. That's Simon's job. (laughs) (laughs) Recording the jingles. So with the jingles, you can hire someone professional like Music Radio Creative who are based in the UK. They're fantastic. They'll provide you sample jingles. They'll work with you to come up with theme music, intro and outro audio with actual voice talent. You can have little segments in between that are recorded saying what you want someone to say to break up segments. So you can get as technical as you want with that. But you can also go to somewhere like Fiverr.com and have someone record something for you. So it depends how much you want to spend, how much you want to invest. So look, I don't know. I'm tempted to say I would start with Fiverr with something basic if there's a limited budget and it's not going to be a monetized podcast and then go to Music Radio Creative once you're ready to invest some money in that. So you could spend up to say, you know, 500 pound, a thousand dollars on getting all that stuff put together by Music Radio Creative where you could spend a hundred dollars on Fiverr. Yeah. Okay. And then you would just drop those audio pieces in wherever you need to. Then you export your MP3 file and what you need to do is add what's called ID3 tags. And that basically tells iTunes what your podcast is about, the title of the podcast, how big the file is, how long the audio is. It basically adds some SEO juice, if you like, to your audio file. So the software that I use for that is called ID3 Editor. And again, there's always different versions of software. This is one that I got put onto when I started and I've just stuck with it. I don't think it was very expensive. And you can see here, this is where you put your title of your podcast. Katie, you would be the artist. Usually I just copy some of my show notes in here. And yeah, you basically fill out the blank spots. And you can also add an image, an image file, your thumbnail to accompany your podcast. So that's your podcast artwork. Okay, so that's another thing you have to think about. You know, Simon could create something for you in Photoshop or you can, you know, get a graphic designer to design something for the podcast to start with. Now, that artwork, that has to comply with what Apple iTunes requires. So the last time I checked, it was 3,000 pixels by 3,000 pixels. So if you have a design to design something, I usually say go for something as big as you can in square format, and you can always reduce it in size. Because what happens is Apple tends to change things, and it's gone up in size two or three times since I started recording. So I've had to resize my artwork. So if you start too small... You can't make it bigger, but if you start large, you can make it smaller. Yeah. So is that when you do your podcast every week, you have a picture of the person, don't you? And then your graphics. 
Is that what you mean? That's I do that with the actual blog post on the website. Yeah. But as far as the Apple iTunes artwork, that's you know my face with a green X for the free podcast or with the orange X. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So what you see in the podcast app. Yeah. That's the artwork that accompanies each MP3 file. Yeah. Once you have your finished MP3 file with the artwork connected and the ID3 tags added, then you need to upload it then to your blog post. So you need to have a website where your podcast is going to live. Um, That can be on your hair and makeup website. It could be on a separate brand new website. It could be on the foundation's website. And ideally they'd be running WordPress I think Squarespace isn't too difficult either, but with WordPress, you'll have a plugin which will automatically upload your podcast file to Apple and Apple gets notified there's a new podcast episode. It adds it to the iTunes library and then anyone that subscribed to your podcast gets it downloaded automatically. So all that happens in the back end. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I think as long as you go into every single interview with an aim to get something for your listener, so why are you recording this interview? What is the listener going to get out of it? If you go in with that strategy, then you'll be totally fine. And if it's just a chit-chat, then it's got to be something, it's got to be entertaining, it's got to be funny, or it's got to be informative. I think it's got to be one of those three things. Yeah. You know, I've got to get something out of it. I want to be either entertained, I want to laugh, I want to cry, or I want to learn something. Yeah. 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 I want people to like listen to someone's story and like relate to their story. And then off the back of that, they will provide something because there will be something that you can take from that, that they achieved this or they entered that, or like there'll be something always to take away from it. Yeah. Perfect. People want to listen to the end then, don't they? They don't just want to listen to me going on for ages. Who knows? Well, and you'll know when you're doing your editing, if you see on your audio file, if there's more of you talking than them, (laughs) you've got to change things up. I need to be quiet. Yeah, I'd have to. Wait, I'm going to get one of these like for our life. (laughs) I'm just going to have it up on the wall. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll be like, look, I'm talking too much. <laughs> but Dave, if Linda hears this, Linda always says to me, how can you possibly run interviews when you'd never hear a thing that I say? You listen to your guests, you don't listen to me. <laughs> oh, that I would be familiar. It. I can see that. I can see that. It's not true, though. Not true. I'll tell Linda I'll send you a message in a minute, all right? <laughs> oh, thank you. No worries. Really, really helpful. Good. So once you get going, if you get stuck, just shoot me a message, an email, or whatever, and then we'll jump in and diagnose and help, and we'll get it sorted. Yeah. Thank you so much. No worries. It's been good to chat. Yeah, yeah and you. Thanks, Thank you. Yeah, no worries. And let me know when the first episode goes live as well. I will. I'll let you know when your interview date is. All right. Okay. You bet. You're on. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Yeah, same here, Sam. See you, mate. See you, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Katie and Simon and and me. (laughs) I definitely did more talking than I usually do. Katie and Simon, if you're listening, a big thanks for agreeing to allow me to record our chat to make it a podcast episode. And Katie, I'm looking forward to, to learning more and seeing how you go with your, your first podcast and then your second podcast 
if you get that far. But please keep us posted inside the members' Facebook group. Or maybe Simon can come back and update us in there because I know he's uh, part of the group and contributing occasionally. For you, the listener, I do hope you got something from today's episode. If you have any follow-up questions regarding starting a podcast, whether it's gear-related, content-related, feed-related, or anything that we covered in today's episode, then feel free to hit me up in the comments area of today's episode, which is at photobizx.com forward slash 367. And of course, if you are a premium member, you can hit me up inside the members Facebook group. One big shout out for today's episode, and this one goes to Bristol boudoir photography, Joe Manier of Divine Divas Studio in Bath in the UK. And I was lucky enough to visit and interview Joe and Neil when I was in their part of the world a year or so ago, and they have an incredibly successful business. It is fantastic. And I love that Joe took the time to leave a lovely review on the Photo BizX Facebook page. She says, I came across Photo BizX probably three years ago and have been hooked ever since. Not only have the interviews been of high quality, where Andrew has sourced successful photographers and unearthed what they do to make them successful so we can replicate. He's also interviewed the best educators in the business of photography and extracted what we should all be doing to improve our businesses, several of whom we've gone on to work with. PhotoBizX has definitely contributed to the success of our studio and continues to. Thank you, Andrew. So that is fantastic. Thank you again so much, Joe, for taking the time to leave that review. And as my way of saying thanks, I've added a link to your beautiful website using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for, which I do for everyone that leaves a review for the podcast. So again, massive thanks, Joe. Say hi to Neil and wishing you guys every success for the rest of 2020. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up today's episode of the podcast. I hope wherever you are in the world, you are staying safe, healthy, and well. And I hope business is improving and things are looking bright for the future in your business. Alrighty, have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 